Oh my god, I gave a whole spiel and I have not been connected to my headphones. This is very much like me. Hi everyone, welcome to Porn Misery, a GH podcast. It's Tara, hey, how's everyone doing? Uh, if you're new around here, welcome to the chaos. And if you're not, hey, how's it going? How you been? Uh, yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing more of these. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully y'all listen to Radio Soap Opera and you enjoyed that. Uh, that's actually a lot easier for me to produce. I used to think like, oh, it's going to be hard for me to like make content that's going to require an obscene amount of editing. Um, and it turns out it was not. It's harder for me to just come in here and chaos podcast it because I like forget things. I'm like, what's happening? Uh, but I have actually today, <laughs> I am not super organized, but I am more organized than I usually am. Uh, this is going to be another series of How Miserable Is Everyone. Um, this is How Miserable Is Everyone this holiday season. Uh, <laughs> how have they been this 2020? I think with GH, like with other soaps, maybe you would just wait until the end of December and just do like a year recap but um if you are a avid watcher of GH you know that Thanksgiving is oddly enough a very important holiday uh in in canon for Port Charles um a lot of the Quartermains obviously have their famous pizza party um a lot of weird stuff happens on Thanksgiving like Jurdis got married on Thanksgiving which is a very weird holiday to get married on and then Ryan was like let me murder Kiki and put her freaking body in the honeymoon suite on the haunted sky like Jesus um but yeah like you had the last year it was like the famous Cassidine thing like the Cassidines came in and stole Thanksgiving from the quarter mains everybody was like we like this shit better it was <laughs> it was very funny um but yeah so today we're gonna look at uh some characters most of the characters uh, and see how miserable they are. Um, granted, I I didn't put children. Um, we didn't see a lot of the kids this year, to be honest. Like, I know there was some Violet stuff. Like, Violet's living her best life. That's all you need to know. Like, despite Finn's protestations, like, Violet's fine. Um, but we didn't see any, like, a lot of the youngsters. Like, Sonny and Sonny's kids was just... They're all umbrellaed under him, so let's just say Sonny's kids. One of them's Carly's, one of them's Ava's. Um, and so I want to keep it just um, somewhat parred down. I mean, this is a two-page list, and, like, the list is all, both pages are almost full. Like, that's how many people I have to go through. And so let's jump into that format wise I'm not gonna go by families I know the first time I usually do this by like certain families I always forget people and now granted I forget people because I'm doing it off the fly I don't have a list so I could have just listed them by families and I started to do that like I was like okay let me just list people and I started with the Corinthos and I put study and I was like that's it technically that's it like everybody else is claiming a different family <laughs> like even Dante like oh you're my dad and I love you he's gonna go to the quarter 
<laughs> you know, Christine is probably not going to be on screen. And so he was, and we know Michael's going to be at the quarter base, but like he was just out here by himself. And I was like, ooh, this is sad. And I started to write them, and I was like, okay, so we got Sonny, Carimto, Sonny, throw Galatis in there, I guess, and then maybe his mob associate. <laughs> And then Corinthi done, and I was like, Falcon Airy, but then I don't want to talk about his kids, so he's by himself, and then Jordan and T, it just got very, because I didn't want to put Jordan with the Ashfords, but then also Portia's not an Ashford yet. Doing it by families this year made it very messy unnecessarily, and so instead, what we're going to do is by occupation in Port Charles, Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. It was actually a funnier list, a funnier way to list things than I originally, I initially thought. Um, so let's jump in. Um, since this is General Hospital, I figured we should start with the actual hospital, which gets the least amount of play. I mean, at this point, we should rename it to like Charlie's Pub or... <laughs> You know, we gotta rename it to like fucking the Metro Court because that's where most of the action happens. Name it the the Pier Pier Fifty Five. That's what we're gonna call this show. Um, I maintain that we should have everybody on that stayed on General Hospital probably should have went to Port Charles, and then we could have kept the hospital characters on General Hospital, and then that probably would have got canceled, and Port Charles would have remained, and, like, they all would have migrated over to Port Charles, and, like, the show would just be called Port Charles, because it's really about the whole town now, not just GH. Like, no one cares about that. But, um, let's do the hospital, and the first person we're gonna do, we're gonna honor, celebrate their 25 years, Elizabeth. She's miserable. <laughs> miserable she might be the most miserable person on the show they have not let Liz have any type of happiness this year <laughs> no queen that's not for you like you stay away from that happiness that's for other people or no one we'll get to it um so yeah because last year Franco died she was covering up murders um, then she kind of had, like, a psychotic break this year. She's like, oh, I'm going crazy. And she ended up, like, getting, I don't think she was hooked on them. She kind of got off of them very quickly. She was like, no, I can just stop taking them. <laughs> so, like, I didn't need Liz to have a drug problem. We didn't need that on top of everything else they were going to give her. Um, but she starts... She starts dating Finn, which should have been our first red flag. Like, ooh, queen, what are you doing? But she starts dating Finn, going to trivia night, I assume. We never got to see it. We never got to see it. Um, then she starts sleepwalking. She's having bad reactions to ambient. Uh, she starts putting up sex portraits. <laughs> she goes, burns down Franco's art studio. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's very funny. She burns down Franco's art studio, takes the sex portrait that they made. They made a sex portrait. It was actually a really good episode. You should go, you should go see it. Like, I don't even know what song. It was like some country song playing. I was like, this is very cute. Like, he is a serial killer. He is a serial killer, and I don't 
I don't like Elizabeth, but this is very cute. I can't admit that. I'm mature enough to admit that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she took the sex portrait. Let me take a drink really quick. Took that, put it up in her own living room in front of her three sons. It was like, this is a sex portrait me and Franco made. Um, Finn was there. It was very awkward. Then Finn just was like, Chase, stay with Elizabeth because you're no longer a cop. We're going to get into it. You're not actually a cop anymore, but you got cop abilities, I guess, and ain't never seen Chase solve a crime. Um, <laughs> you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but you got cop abilities. Stay with Elizabeth. People were shipping Chaliz for a second, and I think that's the most happiness Liz ever had, um, just us shipping hypothetical her banging Chase, but, um, she doesn't bang Chase. She ends up assaulting him. <laughs> so she could go put up more sex portraits. I legitimately forgot why she assaulted him. Um, we thought it was going to be to have her do something great. But then it turns out that she was just crazy. They decided to yellow wallpaper her. Like, she's crazy. And so they yeeted her off to Shady Brook. Great callback there. Because they haven't been sending people to Shady Brook. They've been sending them, like, Darkham and Ferncliff and a lot of places, camp prison, like, but not, we haven't had a Shady Brook throw in in a second, and so she goes there, she's off screen for, like, weeks, remember how I said I'm starting with this, because it's her 25th anniversary, Becky should be driving story, but we're almost in December, so it's too late, but they put her in Shady Brook, because Kevin's like, girl, you are full yellow wallpaper, you gotta go to Shady Brook, um, he's like, ooh, I don't think you should, you should leave Shady Brook, but she's like, honey, I have my cell phone bill to pay, I got my light bill to pay, I need to get back, I need to get these hours, like, when am I gonna be sane, Finn is like, ooh, I think you should stay, she was like, honey, are you gonna pay the gas bill, like, you gonna pay my car insurance, you gonna pay my car note, you gonna pay for my home goods bill for this remodel I got? This hideous remodel. <laughs> they just made her house look so masculine, which I guess she has three sons. So like maybe she was like, oh, we put some like dark blues in this house and like, you know, butch it up or something. But it was very weird. Um, so she just leaves. Like she's just like, I'm not actually a prisoner. I'm not in jail. So I can just leave. Um, goes back to work, tries to cuss Brit out, which Brit rightfully like mm, did you not just get out of a mental hospital i don't know if i should let you around my patients just yet elizabeth's like shut up bitch <laughs> she literally was like shut up bitch uh still got her hours back so mm, brit you slipping then still having mental breaks finn's still aggressively trying to date her and she ends up finding out ends up finding out that she murdered, may have murdered Finn's wife. Now, I don't think she murdered anybody. Like, her daddy murdered her with his philandering ways. <laughs> like, maybe if he could keep it in his pants, that woman would still be alive. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Excuse me. And so, she is ending the year um, helping Nicholas, and we're going to get to him, keep a pregnant woman in a tower while thinking that she may have caused the death 
of her current paramour's wife, who her dad fucked. <laughs> Miserable. And this is on top of her son having a sex tape. Now, I didn't get into that because other characters deserve that story, but, like, Elizabeth Weber is miserable this Thanksgiving. <laughs> she ain't got nothing to be thankful for. <laughs> A fucking mess. And so let's hop to her paramour, Finn. We're not going to spend a long time on this. Finn is miserable. Um, <laughs> Finn thought he murdered Peter August last year, then found out he just doesn't know how to take a pulse. It was very funny for all of us. Then started trying to aggressively date Elizabeth to the point where we all wanted to drive to Port Charles and stay at Elizabeth's house to make sure she was okay. Um, Even people who hate her character were like, this is very uncomfortable. Like, if I shipped Elizabeth with a serial killer, and this doctor is no Franco Baldwin, get him away from her. And so I don't know how you do that with a character like Finn, like how you just make him so repulsive that he hasn't actually done not nearly as much as other characters who we have shipped with Elizabeth. Um, not me, obviously, but others, other people have shipped with Elizabeth, Jason, you know, fucking Franco, all these people. But like Finn, like a lot of people, a majority of people that I interact with which for a while was quite a few, um, were like, fuck this relationship, get out of here, um, his daughter's being raised by his dad, like, his dad is raising violence, like, I rarely see him doctor, um, rarely see him doctor, he did do, he figured out the, the snake venom, that there's snake venom, even though, I made several cases about how, like, even if you figure out it's snake venom, it's damn near impossible to figure out which venom it is. Like, what does that mean? Like, oh, get that, like, all-purpose snake venom? That's not how snake venom works. Like, I watch a lot of Animal Planet, and so, and I live in an area that has venomous snakes. I live in Southern California, so we have Western Diamondbacks. And so, like, if you get bit by a Western Diamondback, you're essentially okay because we have plenty of western diamondback anti-venom here in southern california but if you get bit by like a gaboon viper you are fucked they live in africa and people don't just have gaboon viper venom on hand like if you know say you live in like san diego the san diego zoo may have anti-venom from a variety of different snakes just because of like what they do and how, you know, they house a bunch, but, like, if you're just some random person putting your Gaboon Viper (laughs) Venom on fucking fish hooks in upstate New York, you're fucked, but Finn solved it, he solved it, so, I mean, that was one time, that was the time he did, he did doctor, proud of him, um, but the rest of the time, he was just harassing Elizabeth, that was his goal, that was what he did this year, and now he found out that Elizabeth shoved his wife, who cheated on him, down the stairs. And so, that's Finn. Let's move away from him. Terry. My girl, Terry. I, 
I would know if Terry's because they don't allow Terry to be her own character instead she's just like a sounding board for other characters and like like other like Finn, Liz, Britt like she doesn't really get to do anything I think that she had a really cute moment with Yuri um she was also feeling Chet and then they sent him away I guess he I think the actor moved away like he that was his choice um but that was very cute and now she's having this um sort of flirtation with Yuri but like we don't get to see it like we hear that it's a great relationship but we don't get to see it so I assume that her and Yuri are potentially having a good Thanksgiving and she's thankful to be away from Liz and her fucking soap opera uh within a soap opera of life <laughs> you know, maybe that, I don't know, maybe she's, no, I think she'd be grateful for Liz's friendship, she's gonna be grateful for Liz's friendship, and she's thankful that Finn stopped calling her to talk about fucking Liz, like, I mean, she's about to be sole chief of staff at GH, that's coming, that's coming, because I have to move away from Terry, I wish I had more to say, like, I wish they gave her more even if it was just drama, I feel like some, here's my side note about Carrie and LGBTQ characters in general, because I feel like this is gonna swoop in Christina, who is on this list, even though I had reservations about putting her on it. Um, I feel like once, like, in a person, unless you have writers who are very committed to telling LGBTQ stories, and very committed to, you know, respecting those characters while allowing them to be in the soapy goodness I think Days does a pretty okay job with this um they just end up being like ancillary characters that are really just like and I I give this example a lot like the GH elevator just there to take people from one place to the next like oh we need some expository dialogue and we need a character who's so removed from most of the action that like it makes sense for you to give this to them and so like let's get terry out of here and it's like (laughs) use terry for more than just expository dialogue like figure out who she is and you know what she wants and desires outside of like being a really 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 good friend that's my main advice when it comes to utilizing Terry like even if you have her out here doing messy soapy shit that's fine it's soap opera it's not like ooh, look at there but like the thing is that you have to take care that you're not demonizing an entire community when you're giving characters like Terry soapy messy goodness and I think that you know a lot of writers just don't want to take the time and the care to do that and that's stupid then don't create an LGBT cute character if you don't want to take the time I mean and this is the same complaint that people had in the 1960s about black characters like if you don't want to actually figure out who this black person is outside of like the wise sounding board then just make that wise sounding board a white person and move on like you know like don't just put color in your movie just to have it there and like it's the same with today I think with LGBTQ you know uh the LGBTQ community like don't just put a rainbow flag 
in your show to have it there just to say look how woke we are like that's not what it's about like unless you want to tell engaging honest funny and yes selfie messy goodness trans stories then don't don't cast a trans person you know like and that's not to say I don't want because I want Cassandra there as long as possible I'm advocating for them to really invest in her character because I love Terry. I just gave this whole speech so I could dedicate a good amount of time to my girl Terry. And I wish it was for the soapy, messy goodness that she does on the show, but they don't allow her to do it. The soapiest, messiest thing they had Terry do was talk to Finn when she should have been talking to Liz. Like, that's not, that's not girl code. You can't be out here talking to your girl's man about how off your girl's been no especially when this relationship ain't worth a goddamn i still want to know if liz and finn have had sex like they're throwing i love you's around he's making major life decisions for her have y'all had sex what's going on what's going on there explain it to me okay now moving on brit so like i said terry's about to be sole chief of staff because brit has just had the worst year ever um, Jason was taken by the cave last November, a year ago, and she took that shit real hard, even though they weren't really together, because he left her to marry Carly, and then they were like, oh, we really in love. <laughs> it wasn't like this, like, oh, I'm pining from you across the town while I go into this marriage of convenience and Carly's secretly pining for a not dead sunny. No, they were like, we're in love. This is like in game right now. This is like 25 years of like getting the shit done. <laughs> and so once like that was done and Sunny came back, they kind of tried to make the Brit happen again and it wasn't that great. Then Jason was taken by his second true love, Jatunnel. And Brit was just out here in her womanly pain forever, like for months. They had her fight for this chief of staff thing, and she ended up having to share it with Terry. Um, because, like, Terry decided she wanted to, I guess this is a side Terry story. Like, she decided she wanted to be chief of staff because Brit's a dumb bitch, but then, like, in the midst of trying to prove she was a dumb bitch, she was like, maybe she's not a dumb bitch, and then they decided to be co-chiefs of staff, like, teamwork, which never made sense to me. You kind of need someone at the top to delegate stuff. Like, I work in a department, and we have department chairs for a reason. Like, you can't be just constantly having democracy and debates and, like, compromises. You do kind of need one person to just make decisions. And I think that the best way to go about things is just to have it be a rotating job. Um, I'm trying to, like, drink more while I talk, so I'm not <clears throat> constantly doing that. And so let me do it again. Okay. And so, yeah, it's, um, I think that it should be rotated. Like, in our department, it's not always the same person who's the head of the history department. <clears throat> Uh, see, I'm just talking constantly. Now I'm coughing. I don't, uh, I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, but yeah, we have a rotating chair. And then obviously 
there's graduate studies and then undergraduate studies. So like the chair is usually the head of graduate studies because graduates are employees. So they're like the head of everybody who works in the department. And then we also have an undergraduate chair um, who deals mostly with the undergrads because there's more of them. And so like they're very much stratified. And I think that that can work that you could just, you know, oh, someone's going to be, you know, head of the hospital for four years, and then we're going to, like, reshuffle it around and see if anyone anyone else wants to do that. Um, I don't know if that's possible in a hospital setting, but um, they're co-chiefs. That's what this long-winded digression was for. They're co-chiefs. Yay. Um, <laughs> this might have to be multiple episodes. I can already tell this is going to be so long. I'm only on the third person. I have, like, two pages of lists. Um, but they're co-chiefs, and then she gets kicked in the face by a random dude parachuting down while she's giving a speech at the Metro Court Pool about how love isn't real. <laughs> it's a Hallmark scam. And she gets kicked in the face. It beca- it goes viral, which I did. That wasn't that funny, to be honest. Like, I've seen a lot more entertaining things than, like, a woman getting kicked in the face in the pool. I think I would watch that and be like, is she okay? Or, like... Did they get them out of the pool as a parachute? That seems very dangerous. Um, but he just immediately starts being on her. Like, he's Hamilton Finn, aggressively dating Liz. Like, very much that energy. But he's way more dickish than Finn. Kicks it up to, like, level 14 on that. And... She doesn't know if she wants to name him. At the say, oh yeah, this is what happened. Peter August fucking dies. <laughs> Yay, Peter dies, and then he leaves Brit all his shit, which fits in a box, which always makes me laugh. I'm like, imagine just being like a crazy evil person that like amassed all this property and all these things, and like at the end of the day, all your shit always fits in like an eight by twelve box. <laughs> <laughs> the in the eight by twelve box that she like refused to open forever. Um, it turns out the fucking like thirty five million dollar necklace was in there with pieces of ice princess, and that's why Stable Baby wanted to date her. The dude who kicked her in the face in the pool, and so at the same time she's just finding out that her Huntington's, you know, the thing that brought her and Jason together, is kicked into third gear it's in stage three it's thought to be bad we know that kelly's leaving so they decided to accelerate her on that and she's just decided to go travel the world or some shit like i think i gotta leave i have to go um so she's miserable this thanksgiving like she knows that her paramour only wanted her for her some fucking necklace and then like she's dying and her mom is, like, digmatized by some weird, shady lawyer, um, and so she's like, I gotta go travel, you know, I gotta go do wild, so I'm gonna eat, pray, love for a while, um, but she's gone, and she's miserable, so let's move past it, the paramour she should have had, Austin, who, he's almost like a Terry situation, I don't know enough, of, I assume he's miserable, because he's being forced to be, like, a mob doctor or something, like, a criminal doctor, like, a hillbilly, that's, like, some Ozarks shit happening, you know, that's not organized 
mob. Yeah, mm, I side eye whatever the hell's happening with Austin and his creepy voice cousin. I know some of y'all like his voice. I think Britt loves his voice. She's like, I love it. If you don't, girl, I'm sorry. I apologize. Someone loves his voice. Um, they'll tell me. <laughs> These people are like they're my friends, so they'll tell me. But like, bitch, no, I don't. But <laughs> like, whoever, like one of you likes his voice, and y'all can tell me on the Discord later. Uh, but yeah, his creepy cousin and like whatever the hell they're doing, whoever the hell their bosses. Honestly, don't think it's like organized mob shit. Unless I, unless it is, I've been wrong before often, to be honest. Uh, but I don't care. Like, his relationship with Maxie is weird. Um, and he's got Mad Kim with Brit. That really should have happened. I think that that would have been very cute. Um, and we could have done something else with Maxie. Um, but he honestly wasn't on the show enough for me to know if he's even happy with Maxie. Like, are you happy with Maxie? Like, I would assume, like, He's not thankful for Maxie because her kids hate him being coached by Spinelli. Um, and he's got better vibes with this dying woman. And his creepy voice cousin keeps telling him to go be some hillbilly deliverance type doctor for randos. And so he's miserable. Let's move past him. Who knows about him? Like, who even knows? I wish we knew more. R.I.P. Franco. <laughs> Get Franco back. <laughs> I never thought I would say that, to be honest, but, like, Franco was a better character than Austin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They invested a lot in getting me used to him being on screen, and now they want me to be used to this Austin person, and I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't. Moving on. Who else works in this freaking hospital? Oh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin, um, Kevin just let, poor, now in his defense, he's a freaking psychiatrist, not his job to hold poor Charles or the Cassidines together, but like Kevin's wife just constantly leaves. She's like, I gotta go to DC and do stuff, and now I gotta go to Lake Como and do stuff. Like, he's the most understanding husband ever. I would say he's thankful just because his wife is home. He's just like, thank God Laura's home. Like, I can go back to shrinking. <laughs> I can go back to, like, doing what I actually have a degree in, and she can run this town and this goddamn family, because it's fucking crazy. Um, he doesn't know his brother is shitting his pants for <laughs> shits and giggles. And so... But I genuinely think, you know, him and Laura seem to be, seem to have, like, a very vibrant sex life. They always insinuate that. He beat someone's ass in a priest uniform for her. So, you know, they brought those costumes back to poor Charles with them. They're like, put those in the suitcase. Um, and so, yeah, he's thankful that he gets to bang Laura Collins all the time. Um... I hope he thinks about Luke when he does it, like, <laughs> boom, burning hell, Luke. And I loved Luke. He's probably one of my favorite characters, um, even though he's a piece of shit rapist, like, charismatic one, sorry. Um, people don't forget, people don't forget, and I'll bring it up all the time, but, you know, I loved, I did love Luke, but I do find it funny when people are dead and other people are begging their girl, so... 
I think Kevin's okay. I think he's good. He might, he will become miserable soon. It's tentative misery heading Kevin's way, but currently, I think he's just thankful. Thankful for his wife in a hot nun's habit. Moving on, Portia, fucking miserable. <laughs> she is miserable, and she has remained miserable all through 2022. Okay, so like her daughter was arrested for making, for, was framed, let's preface this, framed and arrested for making a fucking sex tape against her best friend. Atrocious. Atrocious. And so, what does she do? What does she do? Support supports Curtis and his fucking man. <laughs> she was like, yes, Trina's going through all of this, but also Curtis, Curtis's dad just showed up. And so now we gotta figure out who is Hat Daddy and how to, why did he leave and where did he go and we gotta support Hat Daddy and we gotta do all this stuff. And then 10 minutes before like Trina's about to go to jail, Portia's like, let me care about this. <laughs> let me care about this. But then she, she got her ass in the gear. Here's what's up. She was like, I'm gonna wake people up from comas. I'm gonna break the law. Um, but then beautiful Jordan got recast as beautiful, like Jordan got recast as beautiful Jordan. All three of them were beautiful, but like Tanisha and Tanisha is like goddess level beautiful. But beautiful Jordan remembers that Portia doesn't know who her baby daddy is. So she is just constantly, constantly panicking. It's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What do you mean? And she's fighting with Jordan all the time, and she's scrambling. She found that we found out that Curtis doesn't have the marker of schizophrenia, so now she feels like she doesn't need to deal with this. Even though Jordan's like, "Well, you need to be nicer to me." So Portia is currently miserable. She got proposed to at a public pool. Curtis was like, what's there to the bottom? Did you throw my expensive diamond ring into a public pool that people pee in? What if it went down the drain, sir? What were you about to do then? Like, this is not cute. Why not propose to me in the restaurant that you rented out or at your club? She got proposed to at a public pool after having to deal with her daughter almost going to prison all year. And now she's dealing with a paternity scandal with her fiance's ex-wife so Portia is fucking miserable this this Thanksgiving she's thankful that Jordan Ashford has like a million cases to solve and hopefully will not be at her Thanksgiving table this year moving on TJ oh my god TJ TJ is just out here trying to live his life. They have him killing everyone. Um, his first like day as a doctor, Harmony yeeted herself in front of a pilled out Sasha's car, and then she died. <laughs> They're like, "You did that, TJ." Um, who else did TJ kill? Um, I know that it wasn't actually TJ, but you know. <laughs> He was just, like, taking a lot. But every time someone died, they were like, oh, 
TJ was the doctor. I'm like, oh my god. Oh no, Wikipedia is the worst. You cannot use Wikipedia. They don't keep it up enough. But yeah, so we'll find out. I'm gonna figure out who he, who he murdered. But yeah, Harmony, and then Molly is just not even on the show. Like, let's just keep that 100. She's not on the show, so he might as well be single. It's like they Patrick Draked fucking TJ, where like love of his life, quote unquote, is not on the show. And so now he's kind of just trapped and he can't, he can't, you know, flex his sexiness all over the story because essentially he's with someone. Like he's, it's just, it's very weird to me that, that they would do this. They would put, one half of a pairing on screen on contract and not not the other half that's weird um i don't think they have yeah they don't really have not even on the winky they don't mm, care about tj more people like i know some of y'all be going on there updating slaps which I appreciate the work, but I'm just saying y'all gotta put some work in for TJ because I don't know what the hell's going on. He was around several people dying, and I can only remember Harmony. R.I.P. Harmony. Pour one out for Harmony. Uh, let's talk about his most current misery. So, like, he they just decided to make him BFS with Willow, which I think it was really hilarious. Brando, there we go. Brando died. He was there for that. He was like, oh, I would have, oh, my bestie who slept with my girl. Um, but he died. And so they immediately were like, and eh, we're going to make you besties with my, with Willow. Okay. And then Nina saw and then assumed they were having an affair and then told other people they were having an affair and a mess. And so he's having a very awkward Thanksgiving. Um... I wouldn't necessarily say he's miserable, but he's definitely uncomfortable, and there's several houses he will be avoiding, and he himself said that. That was not me. Um, who else works in this damn hospital? Uh, Jeff Weber. <laughs> Freaking Jeff Weber. Um, we all know that he about to work at this hospital, right, like, this is happening, this is not going to be, oh, well, maybe, you know, he is here, they put his ass, like, on recurring, so he about to get a hospital job, (sighs) miserable, I assume, if Jess is gonna stay, and Carolyn's not, she's finally gonna leave him for being a philandering ass bitch, which, good for you, queen, stand up, queen, like, you out here, Try abusing your own children to keep this marriage together. Don't have a relationship with your grandchildren. Bitch, get out of here. Like, and now this old bitch just about to get his relationship with his grandkids and not her. <sighs> a mess. No, just miserable. He had to face to his whole family that he is once again a flattered ass bitch. Um, he's got Finn having high ground on him, his penis murdered a woman, his, it traumatized his daughter, left her set buildings on fire, putting up sex portraits and shit, 
And so the hospital is a fucking mess. Like, <laughs> the hospital. I would add other people for the hospital, but I feel like we don't see them enough. So, like, we don't see Monica because Leslie's been out. We don't really see the other nurses. We saw a little bit of Deanna. Um, to be honest, I'm not even going to talk about Bobby because, like, she wasn't on enough. She was just there, like, supporting Carly, you know. Carly was having her little show yourself, Frozen 2 moment, you know, <laughs> like, and that's what Bobby was just in the flashbacks. That's pretty much her role. Like, while Carly became a sister. We're going to get to Carly. She's way down on the list, though. Um, but yeah, I think we're, I think we're at a hospital character. So let's move on. Let's move on to the next employment option in Port Charles. The mob. <laughs> like I said, this whole idea started, <coughs> sorry, this whole idea started with Sunny. And trying to, trying to do something to not highlight how lonely Sunny is. And to be honest, it did not work because the mob is the shortest list I have. Um, legitimately the shortest list I have. There, it's, okay, so technically I have one list that's shorter, but there's only really two people on this list and everyone else is like an associate, so let's get into it. So Sunny, miserable fucking miserable like has no one in the world except for nina and she's an idiot (laughs) who doesn't know anything because he doesn't allow her to know tea i i will give her this i feel like if she knew more about the inner workings of his business she would be more suspicious about dex she would be more like quiet about who she talks to and who she talks about um, but because he keeps her, like, over here, like, oh, go over there, girl, I'm having a business conversation, go order me a drink, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, side note, I watched, like, I watched Showgirls, um, with, with some, with friends yesterday, and now I'm just, like, <laughs> thinking about the stupid scene with, uh, James and, like, Penny, and he was like, give me a drink, bitch, <laughs> That's essentially Sunny and Nina's relationship. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like his family's like avoiding him. Like essentially, Sam and Dante said that they are dropping the kids off at the quarter maze and then going to Sona to go have Thanksgiving with Sona. So essentially, they don't want their kids around Sunny and Nina. A fucking mess. So this fool is just, like, completely isolated from his family. Like, I think he could be happy, even with Nina. Like, I don't necessarily need Carson back together. I actually don't want it back together currently because, ew. But, like, I think he could be happy if there was more of a sort of acknowledgement from Sona that their relationship might be hurtful or may have been hurtful to people. And, you know... Even if you're like, well, we're going to still do what we want and follow our hearts. But, like, you know, I acknowledge that you have pain connected to this and that this might take you some time to get used to. This whole, all of 2022, Sunny has been like, bitch, get over it. Bitch, get over it. Like, hurry up. What are you doing? What's the problem? Why are you mad? Like, I had amnesia. Blah, blah, blah. 
Like, and then Nina refuses to acknowledge anything. We're going to get to her later. She's in a different tier. But, like, I, I bring this up to say that, like, that whole situation affects Sonny's business to where he looks like a straight clown. Like, he looks like a clown. And let's just move to someone else in the mob. So let's talk about uh, Dex. Dex is a fucking mole. Like, Dex is a mole. So, like, the person that you're, like, grooming to take over your business for the second time is a mole. I mean, he's not a cop this time. He works for Michael, but, like, he's a mole. So you're essentially terrible at this now. They have you being a terrible mob boss where you can't run a simple background check on somebody. You can't run a simple, like, where is the money coming from that's going into their account? Where is that money coming from? If it's not coming from me, where is that coming from? Um, Cell phone records. Because you have not one but two tech people who could just, you know, go through Dex's entire life and connect him to Michael, and you haven't done that. So that's one. Then you have Diane being hooked. Your lawyer was stabbed with a snake venom lace fish hook. So people just feel comfortable enough to stab Sonny's lawyer. Now, this happened before when there was a serial killer that was slightly kind of, but not really, but more connected than this storyline targeting people close to Sonny, and it was the text message killer. He killed Leticia. Diego killed Leticia, which is Michael and Morgan's nanny back in the day. But, like, (laughs) this person is just like, I don't fucking care about Sonny Corinthians. I'll stab his fucking waiter. He helped, they helped Trina. She helped Trina, so I don't care. Like, and so you don't have no power. Your guards, your guards don't even want to eat your meatballs. They're like, we're not friends. I'm an employee. I'm going to go back outside and guard the stores, what I get paid to do. Like, Sunny is miserable. And this is probably the most miserable we've ever seen him. It's actually embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yikes. So let's move on to someone who's not miserable. Selena Wu. <laughs> Selena is out here living her best life. She's like, Sonny is a sham of a man. He's just a shadow of his former self. Let me kill him with kindness, love bomb the shit out of that man, and then steal all his shit, including his own cousin's money. Like, she got so many people under her thumb. She got Curtis. She got Stable Baby. She now got Gladys. She got Brad. Like, she got Brit. Like, she got all these people in formation so quickly. And I think seeing her do that, which I think the writers genuinely think they're positioning her as a villain. And I'm like, okay. Like, sure. I can go with that. It doesn't mean I can't stand. I stand plenty of villains in my day so do your worst um but I think they think that they're giving her villain shit to do and like no that shit's great like all of these people are fucking idiots who could have gone about their life in so many different ways like everything that they were dealing with in the time that she supposedly like predated them 
they could have gone about that a different way. Like, they literally found a better way to help Trina, like, ten minutes after Curtis sold his soul. And so, you know, like, Stable Baby did it just, like, for money that he could have asked anyone for in town to leave town. <laughs> yeah, like, so dumb. Um, Brad and Brad didn't really have a choice. Britt just was like, I want to hang out with Brad, and then ended up betraying him in the course of doing so. Like, so she's living her best life. She's thankful for 2020. I just said 2020, 2020. She's thankful for 2022 in general. It was a great year for her. Hitting on all cylinders. Queen Woo. Reign Supreme. My lady. Okay, is that all? I think, um, oh, final person, the hot associate, the hot woo associate who just shows up sometimes and, like, is very hot. I'm thankful for him. So I just wanted to point that out. Super hot woo associate who be, like, beating people's ass off Selena Wu's orders. Have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're having a great day. Yay. Or I hope you've had a great day. This is after Thanksgiving, so... Um, well, I guess Port Charles Thanksgiving has not happened yet because, you know, time doesn't matter in Port Charles. And so their Thanksgiving hasn't happened. Hot associate. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you have a th- great Thanksgiving. Yes. Boom. Move past this. He can't even talk, girl. Um, that's what he does to us. Moving on. So the next, the next, uh, the next job prospect you have in Port Charles is in the government of Port Charles, uh, the PCPD, uh, DA's office, you be mayor, you know. Um, I also threw, like, we'll get into it. Let's jump into it. Jordan, miserable. Ooh. Beautiful, but miserable. Um, Curtis is just being such a dick to her. He's just so mad at her for shit that's, like, his own family's fault. And so last year, um, when we all, we had beautiful hair, Jordan, um, she was also very beautiful, but like her hair was insane. You were like, girl, what the, the islands, bitches from the islands and their beautiful, thick ass hair. Um, but beautiful hair, Jordan, you know, she had to go to Camp Kidney and right before she heard Portia talk about, you know, how she don't know who her baby daddy is, you know, cool. And then beautiful goddess Jordan came back and remembered it. But also learned because Curtis got engaged. Remember the public pool engagement? They got engaged. And so they find out that Curtis and Jordan are not divorced. Now, what happened there was like Aunt Stella was just being super petulant about that. Jordan's divorce. She was like, we're a family. You can't do this. Blah, 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 blah. And like, girl, you hated Jordan. Like, you want an Emmy for hating Jordan. So I don't know why you're like going this hard. But she stole the divorce papers and give them like a few days to work it out. Just being like, okay, let's, I'm going to like get on their nerves, make them work it out. And then she has a stroke. Has a stroke, dumps like soda on the papers because she collapsed, and then they got thrown out, and then because she had a stroke, she couldn't remember that she did any of this, and so Jordan and Curtis were still married, I think they divorced now, I think they worked that out, it was very quick, like, 
Curtis was flipping out for no reason because it was very quick. They were like, it's done, boo. Sorry. And so, um, Curtis just starts assuming that, like, Jordan must be still in love with me. Now, she kind of is, which, girl, you are beautiful. You could do better. You could do better. And this is not because Donald Trump is a very fine man. All I'm saying is, like, girl, you could have anyone. But she's kind of dealing with that, that she, she is still in love with Curtis. And then she's keeping the secret. Curtis being super mean to her. And now she realizes that Portia's lying ass bitch who doesn't say anything when Curtis is going on and on and on about how she's a lying ass bitch. She's miserable. She's miserable. And so I hope TJ makes her feel better. I hope she has a good Thanksgiving because damn girl, hashtag Team Jordan. Cause she's not going through it. Um, let's move past it. Mac. Mac is fucking miserable. For some reason, he decided that like Felicia's kids don't count in the raising kids pantheon. He's like, yeah, you know, I know I pretty much raised Robin from like 12 to 18 but that doesn't fucking count because she was my niece and then why they got me raising Frisco and Felicia's kids I'll never know I need my own kid now here's my issue with that it's not like you were gonna get the experience of like raising a baby and watching it grow and then being a part of that the man's 40 and so, it's done. Like, why is it super special that he's biologically connected to you? It doesn't make any sense. But whatever, he's very sad about that. He's, like, miserable about that. Like, oh, I thought I was going to have a son, and then I did it. Like, okay, Mac, you have several children that you raise that consider you dad that like turn their back on their own dads for you got bunch of grandkids but yeah super sad about stable baby and then I mean like there's this whole thing with Anna being on the run that's gotta be a lot of stress because like I I'm stressed and I'm not even on the show um but yeah he's the Scorpio household in general is fucking miserable this Thanksgiving, Anna's not going to be there, even though I don't know why she want to celebrate this, like, traitor's holiday. <laughs> She's a red coat. But, yeah, Max miserable. Dante, Dante just wants to go kick it with Sam, and no one will let him. Like, Sam's got to break into the PCPD with hoagies, and they, like, don't even let them have sex in the Jason Morgan Memorial Interrogation Room. They gotta put a picture of fucking Jason up in that room. Like, I know that Steve's probably like, you can't have the rights to my photo, but, like, stop the dick and let them put just, like, a picture of him with, like, a stone-cold look, stone-cold Jason, stone-cold Morgan memorial interrogation room, and they let Dante and Sam have sex on the interrogation table that Jason sat at so many times while she feeds him a hoagie. That's Dante's dream. That's all that man wants. But he can't have it. Because he's out here solving all the crimes. All the crimes. Like, and he's got to go 
babysit his dad and his dad's irritating girlfriend because his siblings don't want to do it. And he's got his dumb ex-wife in a coma. She keeps getting name dropped, which makes us all nervous because nobody wants that. Like, Dante, he's miserable. He's happy for Sam. He's happy that he gets to spend the day with Sam. That's all he, that's what he's been waiting for. Hoping and praying that no one commits crimes on the day he gets kicking with his girl. That's all he wants. Um, Chase. <laughs> Fucking Chase. I put Chase in the government of Port Charles category because that's where his heart is. That's where he wants to be. He's being held hostage in the Chasing Fame story. <laughs> the man wants to be a cop. Like, just let him cop. Like, he has not cop since early 2021. Because he got poisoned, then he was paralyzed, then he punched Valentine, then he kept punching people. And, like, the PCPD is down to, like, four employees, so they should just let him back. I don't know why, like, cops have murdered people and been back on the job the next day in Port Charles. But, like, you can hit one Cassidine and it's like your fucking career is over. Make it make sense. And so... Chase has just been through it. Brooklyn's forcing him to be a pop star. And just lying to him, willing to, like, let sexism continue. (laughs) Just willing to let that happen. So, she can get her dumb songs back. These songs better be good. You better let us hear some of them with all this foolishness. But, yeah, Chase is miserable. Because now he knows that Brooklyn could help him be a cop. But is currently not doing that. And he's turned their whole relationship into some fucking test that she's going to fail. And he's going to be upset about when he, and he's currently anxious about when he can just have a conversation with her and be like, girl, did Dante come talk to you? Can you write a letter? Do you not want to write a letter? What's going on? Um, And like solve all of these problems. Because they're not soapy. They're just fucking irritating and dumb. Um, But we're not going to do that. So Chase is miserable. Can't have the job he wants. Sus about his girl. Stuck with this young pop star who would rather be sexually harassed for a Grammy than, like, stand up for women's rights. Like, he... He's miserable. Hashtag free Chase. Free chase from that storyline. Free chase from the entertainment industry. Where's Cameron? Get him on stage. Uh, Let's move past him and quickly into this and out of it. Rory is miserable because who is he? (laughs) He took a girl to a Comic-Con and she didn't want to fuck him at it. And he's living with that reality every day. After showing up to court in a green t-shirt with a hot soda. <sighs> Moving on. Robert. Fuck. Robert is miserable. Miserable. First he just disappeared and we didn't see him. Then he was getting trashed on like soap, 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 uh, GH social media just because like his office was going so hard for Trina going 
so hard for Trina for absolutely no reason. Absolutely no reason. No one thought she was guilty except for the ADA who went, why does that whole have so much power? Make it make sense. Um, then they had him flirting with Diane. Kind of still have him flirting with Diane. Like, I don't know who asked for Robert and Diane, but looks like we get Robert and Diane. Um, sure. Uh, but they brought Holly back. Brought Holly back to just make Robert like a straight fool. (laughs) They said, let me make Robert into a clown. For reasons. And so, that's happening. He was drugged on one shot of tequila. Like, y'all could have let them get actually drunk as opposed to having him just pass out and then they had diane who i can now just talk about freely because where he did her diane was like what is this like oh i guess he doesn't know how to hold his liquor that's an australian man that's an australian man i don't know if y'all ever hung out with australians that's a drinking culture they drink on their continent they drink in their country and so if you ever see an Australian person go down on one shot, you better believe some some shit was up with that shot. What's up with this shot? What's going on? That was my first instinctual reaction when I saw Coco the first time and I saw Hector go down on one tequila shot. I was like, no, that man's Mexican. That's a Mexican man. You ain't going to tell me. That's a drinking culture right there. You're not going to tell me this Mexican man don't know how to hold his tequila going down on one tequila shot. Yes, sir, you were poisoned. You were poisoned. That's what happened there. Just like Robert, Australian to the max, Scorpio was drugged. And Diane should have known that immediately because I did. And it makes him look like a fool. Like, I saw her grab the salt. I was like, girl, what are you doing? Why you got that? Right, and so they have Robert look like a straight fool, and he's gonna spend his Thanksgiving, I'm pretty sure, talking a crazed Holly off of the ledge. So miserable, miserable. All by worrying about his one true love, Anna, and how he let this happen to her, <laughs> and can't have her because she was someone else. Let's move on to Anna because that's who we all care about, Anna. Ooh. She's she's sad because she can't be with Valentine. Hopefully he finds a way to be with her on Thanksgiving. I would love that. Ooh, I gotta get more coffee after this. I would love that. Hopefully he finds a way. But if not, you know, she's miserable because she got dicked down by Valentine several times, including on the run, which I was very happy about. I was like, Anna deserves on the run sex. She's worth it. She's worth it. She's worth getting caught out naked with Anna Duvain. I would be hella proud of myself if I was Valentine and the cops just busted in on the naked on the couch. Like, yep. I would just be standing there nodding my head like, yes, sir. This was worth it. (laughs) But, yeah, she can't be with Valentine or her family. And, like, we know how important family is to Anna. So that there's like literally a kid going off outside 
I'm sorry, I'm going to get distracted. This is going to be a multi-part episode just because just because I need more coffee. There's a child going on outside, so we're almost done with this episode. So <laughs> sorry if you hear this child just going off. But yeah, Anna, she wants to be with her family. She's family super important to her and even her PCPD family because she usually has Thanksgiving with Jordan. She would have seen Mac and Felicia. She would definitely be texting Dante like, happy Thanksgiving. Here's a British, here's a Union Jack just to, you know, LOL. Uh, like, she's miserable. And it's been like such a hard year for her. Um, it's been great to watch and beautiful to watch, like, her alone but not lonely year, but, you know, right when she was, like, right where she wanted to be with Valentine and they were really feeling each other, all of this happens where she gets framed for murder after, here's the thing, she wanted Martin to do all this, she was like, Martin, go spy on Valentine. he decides to flee the country because he's a bitch, and then she was like, Lucy, Victor likes you. Go get, like, a little bit of tea on him. Lucy decides to go full fucking WSB agent, which she's not qualified. And Anna was like, okay, girl, you're too extra. Let me get you out of here. Lucy goes and gets herself kidnapped. Gets herself kidnapped. Gets Anna framed. Luckily, everyone at the PCPD is like, nah, she didn't do that. That's crazy. You got here. Um, that shit sounds nuts. And so Victor calls in, like, the feds who don't know anyone, they're like, mm, this town's compromised, like, he sounds like he's from the Friends of Port Charles, uh, and they have to break her out of jail, and now she's on the run, and so if she ends up alone on Thanksgiving, like, just know that she's miserable, and that makes us miserable, it makes us sad, and so the last person I'm going to end with for this episode just because, ooh, I want like an hour and five minutes. See, I'm doing this on voice notes just because my free podcasting service is not going to let me go about an hour. They'd be like, oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up, girl. You're talking too much. No one cares. So we're going to end it with Laura, Mayor Laura Collins. Uh, I love saying that. Mayor Laura Collins. She should be mayor. She's a terrible mayor. <laughs> She's a terrible mayor. Just because she doesn't do mayoral shit. And she's not concerned with politics. She's just being messy. She's dressing up like nuns. She's like beating people's ass. But still, I love saying Mayor Laura Collins. Because, like, she should be the mayor of this show. Like, of Port Charles. She's the most iconic character on it. And so, how is she? She's determined. I'm not going to say she's miserable. I think that she's disappointed. I think that she's irritated. Um, but I don't actually think that Laura's miserable. I think she's fucking pissed. She's just like, what the fuck has been happening while I've been gone? Like, what do you mean? And so she's out here. Like, first of all, her grandson keeps going to prison. Her grandson, this is the second time this year that he has gone to prison. So she's just like, damn it, I love you, but please be better. Well, this time she's more like, okay, well, I'm not happy that you left camp prison. You shouldn't have done that. Like, bro, that shit was not worth it. Courtney is never worth it. But I'm glad that you sacrificed yourself for your friend and for Trina. Um, Laura knows that he's in love with Trina, but, you know, 
She's fucking glad you sacrificed yourself for your friend. And so, um, you know, I wish you weren't in prison because I keep having to visit prison. But also, I'm glad that, you know, glad that you have that level of integrity. That makes me happy. Um, she can never be mad at Kevin. She's just like, bro, you did your best. <laughs> you did your best. I left you with a very tough group. Um, you still had patience, so you did your best. She's done with Victor. She's just like, this old bitch, I'm done with him. I don't know how much she knows about Valentine's involvement with, like, burning Leslie's house down or the titty punch. But I assume that she's like, well, you did what you needed to do there, bro. I guess I'm slightly proud. She did say that they ain't friends, though. She's like, if you know me, you know me and Valentine do not fuck with each other like that. Which I actually believe. Like, you can respect someone and you can now no longer want them deported and in jail to and still not fuck with them like that. Like, I think she respects his integrity. I think that, you know... She didn't think he had any for most of his, you know, duration of being on the show. But now she knows that he does. So I don't think they're going to be friends ever. She's not going to want to hang out with him. But, you know, she knows that when it comes to, you know, knowing between right and wrong, doing the right thing, that he understands that. He knows what's up. He's going to be good. And so I think she's cool with him. She is so dumb with Cyrus. She's like, Cyrus stop this why do you want to be my bestie all of a sudden like cyrus has transferred all of the weird love bomby like gimme 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 energy from his mother to laura and it's never not hilarious he's just like love me and she's like i won't <laughs> like you blew up my daughter so fuck off like we're not friends and we're not fucking family and so she's always irritated with um with uh fucking Cyrus. I don't know when she's gonna find out what Nicholas did. I don't know when she's gonna find out what Nicholas did, and I'm very interested in her reaction. I pl- please let her hit him. Please let her hit him, and not just for locking that bitch in a tower for knocking her up, or no, not even that for sleeping with her. So he's not. She's not gonna know that she's a, he that Edwin's in the tower that she's pregnant. But he, she can find out that he slept with her from her or from, you know, not her, she's in the tower, Ava, uh, Spencer, or Nicholas himself. So, like, I do need her to find that out, and I would like her to hit him when she finds out. I would love that. But overall, this is all long-winded to say that I don't actually think Mayor Laura Collins is miserable. I think Mayor Laura Collins is determined to get her fucking town back on track. This is her town, okay? And so this is going to be a wrap for part one of Port Misery's How Miserable Is Everyone This Thanksgiving. Um, if you liked this, feel free to like this and give me a review. Give me five stars. And I will probably be throwing up the other episodes as they get made I'm making them all today and I'm just gonna post them as I finish them so we'll see how many hours this takes me to do but I am determined to finish this today because I'm going 
to be guest hosting Sunday Shift tomorrow, so I cannot do it tomorrow. And I am going back to Santa Barbara on Monday, so I cannot do it Monday because then I will once again be back in my regular life. And so um, hopefully I can post um, episode two of Radio Soap Opera by Wednesday. I think I'm going to do those posts Wednesday. I think that's a legitimate day to get them done. Um, Like I said, it's a lot easier than I thought it would be. Um, a lot of you have commented, I really, really like it, so thank you, um, and that the sound on me is a little harsh, so I'm going to fix that in the next episode um, to make sure that the actors' voices are loud enough, but then my voice is, you can hear it and it has the radio effect, but it's not as harsh. I'm going to work on that. Um, thank you for bringing that up, everyone. Um, also... Look out, and I don't know if it's gonna whose podcast is gonna be on. It might, it probably will be on PC Rewind, which you should listen to. Um, but we might just split it across all of ours. But look out for like um, a collab between myself, PC Rewind, and Tracy from J Sunday Shift, um, uh, doing movie reviews on like old <laughs> movies. Um, the first one's going to be Showgirls, and I'm very excited because we watched that last night, as I said, and it was great. And so <laughs> look out for that. But um, thank you guys for listening. Look out for the next part, and have a great day.